Hey, you're listening to That Witchy Stuff, and I'm your host, Celeste. Uh, how you doing? How's everything going for you? You know, we are, we've reached a time of year where spring has sprung in the Northern Hemisphere, and you know that first burst of energy that we get with spring, um, at least in my area of the world, has begun to fade, and like the coffee has uh, started to wear off. We're at like mid-morning and uh, I don't know, I've kind of been feeling like, oh my God, I have so much I have to do. So I hope that if you're feeling the same way that you are remembering to cut yourself some slack and, uh, you know, just give yourself some, some grace, treat yourself with as much compassion and understanding as you would treat your best friend. So, you know, uh, I guess really that's sort of my um, explanation for why yet again, I have uh, failed to get an episode out um, for two weeks. Uh, there's just been a lot going on, you know? I mean, there's a lot going on with my, with my middle kids still. Um, there's a lot going on with work. There's a lot going on with the jewelry stuff. And I'm trying to get my shop put together. And, you know, my creativity is just a dry riverbed in the middle of a desert right now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I'm at. But, uh, you know, there's lots of good things going on, too, that are taking my attention. I'm not going to go into much detail, but um, might be seeing someone, you know, um, might be a little bit crazy about him. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But, you know, that comes with its, with its own set of all this extra anxiety because I've not been very successful with relationships like romantically or friendship. I mean, I, I do have friendships that, that have lasted for years and years and years, but I've also had friendships that I walked away from with a lot of uh, uh, scars. Um, so, you know, anyway, uh, I should probably set up some therapy sessions. Um, eh. I don't know. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um, last season, we did an episode about the elements, um, just a fairly brief um, discussion about each one. But, you know, I, lis listening to it now, because I was trying to prepare for, um, for these episodes, uh, I feel like, you know, in that episode, even though I only talked briefly about each element, we really kind of covered the basics, you know? Um, so I may repeat some of that stuff from that episode in um, these next few episodes. Uh, but if I do, you know, it's fine. Just, just roll with it. Uh, I want to be a little bit more, um, I want to get into it a little bit more in depth, but some of the stuff has to be repeated. So uh, the natural place to start would have been with earth, but uh, I'm sure I've said it before, earth is not my favorite element to work with. Uh, I mean, it's fine, it serves its purpose. It's just um, not the one that I usually 
feel compelled to incorporate into my magical workings. So we're going to start with fire because that's what I like. Um, and, and we'll get to it, we'll get to earth. Uh, so yeah, fire. Fire is mostly about um, change and our will and determination, um, passion, uh, creativity, um, destruction, uh, and, and even cleansing. Uh, so what we will do for this episode is kind of dig into each one of those aspects and um, talk about how we can use that particular aspect of the element magically. So first, um, the big thing for fire is, is really transformation. You know, um, it seems like everything that, that fire relates to comes back to some kind of change. Um, particularly emotionally charged change. Because, uh, you know, like there's change where, uh, well, I'm trying to figure out how much I want to say right now. I recently lost, uh, okay, wait, last year, I, you know, I've talked about it before. Um, I ended my relationship with my mom which in turn uh, lost my relationships with um, all the rest of my family. Um, so that was big, that was traumatic, you know, uh, like if we were gonna refer to a forest fire still, um, that was definitely the big forest fire. But then later, after I thought everything was done, it turned out there was a, a little hot spot that, also uh, burned out some other things. And all of these things were good because they did leave room for better things to come in. Um, so that, that kind of change was fire, right? That was very emotionally charged change. But the change that comes after that you know, the regrowth in the forest kind of thing. Um, that's also change, but it's more of a calming kind of, um, kind of change. So yeah, fire is, is uh, typically emotionally charged. Um, all right, so emotionally charged change. Um, so how does that relate to magic? Usually, when we are going to incorporate fire into a into a working, um, is specifically for transformation. I mean, I think that I don't know. It's a, it's a little vague on on that aspect, but you know, it is a good way to generate high energy magic. Uh, the transformation aspect of it. Um, it's also a good way to uh, sort of consume high energy. You know, like if you think about building a fire, you are, are creating a lot of energy, but you're also consuming the, the wood, all right? So you can use that magically 
in a way to say, um, uh, either to build it up or to consume it. Um, I'm trying to think of a way that you would do that magically. I mean, honestly, I think that I would literally build a fire and use that fire burning to either generate the energy or consume the energy that, that I needed to consume. Um, sort of like uh, if you were going to say, um, all right, I want this person, actually, let's just do work. Work is easy to, to talk about. We all can relate to work in some way, whether it's school or being a homemaker, um, anything like that. Uh, so if you were going to use fire in a transformation type of way, let's say with work, um, and you need to change someone's opinion of you. So you, you have change, right? So you may, um, build the fire and raise the energy of the opinion that you want them to have of you and consume the energy of the opinion that they currently have of you. Um, and, you know, I mean, you can do various things throughout it. You can add herbs to the fire, oils. You can add other objects to the fire that may not be combustible. You know, I mean, you could absolutely add crystals to the fire. You're probably going to damage your crystals, uh, but you could do it. Um, it all just depends. Uh, or you could put the crystals around the fire, obviously. You don't have to put it in the actual fire. Um, I guess I'm being a, a little bit uh, literal today. That's, that's fun. I love it when I'm, when I'm especially literal. All right, so um, uh, what else do we talk about for fire? Uh, creativity. You know, creativity is usually real about change too. Like you're starting with one thing, you, whether it's a blank piece of paper or, you know, a ball of yarn or whatever, you're starting with one thing and then you are going to do something and make it into something else. Well, that, that thing that you do, that, that, um, the idea, the drive to create, that is the fire element. So if you were going to use that magically, um, there's, uh, well, you know, you might do something like, um, like not magic, right? Uh, not magic is not always like super commonly known about. Um, here, it's more of an Appalachian folk kind of thing, but uh, I'm sure that other other cultures have used it, you know, throughout history. There's just something about taking a string and turning it into something else that it's sort of, um, it calls to people, you know, even if they're not magical, they're not witchy, they're not into all this stuff. There's something about it that uh, I think speaks to almost like a primitive level of our brains. But you could use uh, 
that, you could use not magic to create uh, something and then um, and then burn it. Um, really, with if you're working with fire, you know, it's usually um, it's commonly used to activate your spell. Like we talked about that last season, activating activating your spell. Um, and it is a way to quickly release your magic into the universe. Um, whereas like Earth, you may bury something and it will slowly release into the universe. It'll be long lasting, but it's gonna take time. Fire happens quickly, but it does burn out. Um, so always keep that in mind when you're working with fire magic, that it, it can have quick results, but uh, they may not be lasting. So, um, so let's see. Uh, oh, you know, something else uh, with creativity, divination, so pyromancy, um, which is really just the coolest word in my opinion. Uh, pyromancy is, in my opinion, a level of creativity. I mean, you know, it's not like any sort of divination comes with uh, a written manual or a written um, or even spoken. There's no definites with divination. Like it, it, whatever kind you're using, whether it's tarot, you know, pyromancy, um, scrying into a crystal ball, whatever it is, you have to see something or uh, here, whatever you have, there has to be a thing and you have to make an interpretation of that thing. Um, and uh, creativity is pretty much the, the, the main thing going on there. And I would think, um, so yeah, uh, pyromancy is a really good way to use fire magically um, with a creative aspect. Um, so then we have passion, and of course, passion is not just uh, sexual passion. It's any sort of highly charged emotion, um, and positive or negative. Um, passion is where our will and determination comes in. So what I mean by will and determination is... You know, a big part of magic is that you have to, I mean, you have to believe in it, but you have to want it. Like, it's not one of those things where it's like, eh, you know, I could use a new job. Uh, you know, I could, I could use a new job. I could do a spell about that. It's one of those things where you've got to be like, I need a new job. This has to happen. I need it now. And I'm going to do a spell because I need this to happen now. It's, it's, uh, you're determined that it's going to happen. So you push your will out into the universe um, in order to make it happen. So how can you use that magically? Um, you know, well, first I should say I did write down actual notes on paper this time. Uh, most of the time when I do that, even if I do it, I forget to actually look at it. Um, but what I have written down here is baptism by fire. And baptism to me is a very uh, Christian word. 
pretty sure it's a Christian word to everybody, um, but the, the idiom there, baptism by fire, is not a, not a Christian thing. Um, so what does that mean? It means, uh, what does it mean? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said that without thinking that through. Um, it's like uh, jumping into the deep end of the pool, right? Like it's one of those kind of things where it sucks when you start to do something new. It sucks really bad because you don't have whatever support you need or you're completely inexperienced at whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, but then you get through the, the really hard part and you've learned how to do the things you have to do. And, and now that was a baptism by fire. Um, and not everyone survives a baptism by fire. Uh, so when you do, like it, it's looked at as, you know, a much more of an accomplishment. Um, so how can you use that magically? You know, um, I'm not sure to tell you the truth. It could be, I think it's all of spell work relating to the fire element. Um, because like I said, you have to have that level of, of passion and will and determination in any aspect of your, any spell for it to work. Um, and then there is uh, the aspect of destruction. I mean, destruction is obvious with fire. It's still transformation, like we talked about at the beginning about how you can um, raise the energy by creating the fire, but it's also consuming the fuel, the wood or, or whatever. Um, so it's uh, part of that transformation, but, but it's that, that, uh, that aspect of the transformation, the destruction of the fuel. Um, to use that magically, I mean, you know, if we were still talking about um, using it uh, relating to work and you needed someone's opinion of you to change, you know, you might use that destruction aspect of it to say, you know, like uh, to, do, to, to get rid of their negative opinion of you. Or, I mean, if you were gonna use it more, uh, specifically for the destruction you know maybe it's not a matter of like I want to to make their opinion of me better maybe it's a matter of like you want to get someone um you want to get someone fired I still feel a lot of guilt about that just so you know <laughs> um but you know if you wanted to get someone fired from a job you might uh you might do a spell where you are burning something that represents them in relation to work so that you can get rid of it. Now, I would, you know, advise a level of caution there because, I mean, it's not always just about the work, you know, like you don't want to accidentally like hex someone, like full on hex them, like uh, I'm going to take this person out. I mean, you do you, but just know what you're doing is what I'm, what I'm getting at. Um, so yeah, the destruction part, I mean, I feel like that's really pretty obvious. Um, but then there's also cleansing. Uh, have you ever heard about when they, they do a controlled burn of a forest 
specifically to prevent forest fires. Um, it's so counterintuitive, but they burn away the stuff that um, that that could cause out of control forest fires. Um, sometimes that may mean that they burn sections of the forest so that if a different section should catch on fire later, it can't cross over into you know the other sections or something. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a forest ranger, but uh, you can look at it that way. Like sometimes you want to burn away, um, it's, it's, it's still relating to the destruction part, but it's sort of the after part of the destruction. You know, like if you have a lot of wood and it's in your way, you can burn it and, and you've transformed it, you've created energy, it's consumed the fuel, and now it's cleaned away, you know, the wood is gone. So there's that part. There's also, you know, the idea of like, um, did you ever, maybe when you were a teenager, hopefully not as adults, uh, pierce your own ears and, and you heat up the needle with a lighter until it's like red. And then when it cools back off, you pierce your ear with it. You heat it up because it's literally cleaning the needle, it's sterilizing it. Um, and if you didn't do it right, you probably got an infection. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can use actual fire for cleansing, but then there's also the part about smoke, the smoke that fire creates. Usually smoke is related to air, but I mean, let's be realistic here. What created the smoke? It was fire. So you can, you can uh, use either aspect, I mean, either element with smoke. Um, another one is steam. You know, uh, steam is water, but and it's also air, but what made the steam is, is fire. Um, so yeah, anyway, I'm not gonna fall down that rabbit hole in my head right now. You, I'm sure know about um, smoke cleansing things. Um, you should also know that uh, we don't use the word smudging unless we are indigenous peoples because, and the appropriate, um, tribes of those peoples uh, because those are those are specific ceremonies and it's not cool to take that word to it's not cool to appropriate it so we can just say smoke cleansing I mean lots of cultures have used smoke cleansing we don't need to use the 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 indigenous word for it um, but you can burn bundles of whatever herb you like it does not need to be white sage. In my opinion, white sage burning is literally the most awful, <laughs> the most awful thing. Uh, and I did it when I was a brand new witch. I did not know. Actually, I did it before I was even a witch. I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, I swear I smelled that for like three days in my hair and clothes. And I washed my hair and washed and washed and washed it. All I can figure is either one, I'm the demon, or two, it got into my sinuses and I just couldn't get it out. Um, so uh, yeah, you can use smoke to cleanse items. Um, a lot of times when, uh, if you are gonna consecrate a tool, you might um, waft smoke over it. And sort of the idea is like, as the smoke passes over an item um, or, as it 
uh, if you're doing it for, if you're like cleansing a room as the smoke, um, it doesn't fill the room, but as it uh, goes into the room, then the negative things um, attached to it and dissipate with it um, is really sort of a visual tool to, to help us see that this is happening. Um, because again, you know, the magic is not the smoke. The magic is you. It's your will and determination that makes the negative energy or whatever leave. <clears throat> um, so uh, yeah, you can use smoke to um, cleanse something. Um, to use that magically, I mean, the only way I can think um, of cleansing would be, I mean, you could, as long as a, an object isn't extremely flammable, you could pass it through a flame quickly. Um, you could, you could, you know, do the smoke, uh, like a, um, you could, if, oh gosh, sorry. If you were going to cleanse a room, um, you can, uh, walk around the perimeter of the room and um, allow the smoke to to encircle the room and and say your stuff and allow the smoke to dissipate with the negativity attached to it. A lot of people will say that you need to open up a window or door. Um, otherwise, the negative energy can't get out. But and, and that's cool if that's uh, if that makes sense for you. For me, like ghosty people can go through walls and stuff, right? So um, I just don't feel like I need to have a window open to make them to keep them from being trapped inside. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I might be being too logical. There's no telling. I did say I'm having a very logical day. I should go write some like serious programming stuff today because this logic path in my brain is like on fire. Oh, I just made a pun. That wasn't even on purpose. Um, anyway, 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 let's focus Celeste. Some, um, some things to be cautious about with fire. Obviously fire can get out of control. It can get out of control quickly. You may mean to, you know, burn down one tree and the next thing you know, your whole forest is gone. So you have to set your boundaries and you need to be uh, aware of where things are going and if you need to pull back. Um, we'll have an episode a little later about um, what to do if, if a spell goes, if you see that a spell is beginning to go wrong. Um, but you can, you don't just have to sit back and let any kind of accidental negative repercussions wash over you. You're still magical and you can kind of counteract that with more magic. Um, and typically at that point, if, if I were to do something like that, my magic would be to dissipate whatever is happening. It wouldn't be to counteract whatever's happening. Like at that point, it's sort of like, um, a, you know, a ping pong ball 
going crazy ricocheting through a room you don't want to add another ping pong ball you want the first ping pong ball to stop um so yeah dissipate don't counteract um but uh so knowing your boundaries um that's very important is if you can incorporate those into whatever uh spell you're working that will help a lot but even if you can't like even if it's something that you didn't expect or whatever um be on the lookout for things that may be going badly in a way you didn't expect didn't anticipate and that are not okay like if i was to do um uh, some sort of spell with fire and I saw suddenly that I was about to you know lose my children maybe I want to dissipate that because I can't see any positive outcome to me losing my kids you know I mean sometimes the the unexpected changes are necessary you know like I really didn't see the friendships that I had last year ending um so uh abruptly this year did not see it coming but now that it did i'm glad it did i mean because certain people were demanding a significant amount of my time every day hours and and that wasn't a coven thing by the way that was a best friend kind of thing and even though i wanted to be in a relationship with like with a guy I couldn't be because I mean I didn't have time for it and that was fine at that moment in my life um but when I uh no longer had those friendships and that and my time wasn't being dominated in that way suddenly here I am with time to devote to other things um so uh yeah know your boundaries but keep in mind that sometimes unexpected outcomes are actually uh, beneficial. Um, I also wanted to mention, you know, rituals versus spells. Most of the, most of the time here I talk about spells, but sometimes, especially with something like fire, if you are working to be, um, if you're, if the transformation that you are working on is within yourself, then you may do a ritual instead of a spell. Um, what, what even is the difference between a ritual and a spell? Um, so a spell is on its own. You know, um, I mean, maybe you, you call in, you, you know, cast a circle, you call in the elements and things like that. But it is a specific action or set of actions that causes change outside of yourself now a ritual on the other hand um it may be more of a ceremony or it may be more of an honoring of deities or or you know aspects of yourself or or whatever like that you know like maybe sort of like a positive reinforcement kind of thing you know like I'm going to remember all the good things about myself right now and or I'm going to remember how strong I am right now. I mean, this is from an atheist perspective, obviously, because um, I, I can't tell you how it would be to do it for a deity. I could try, but it, it just it would not resonate with you because it does not resonate with me. Um, so uh, 
uh, yeah, where was it going? Rituals. Um, but another aspect of a ritual could be something um, more along the lines of pyromancy, like we talked about, or um, cleansing, like we talked about. Cleansing is sort of a gray area in my mind. Uh, there's not really a spell involved, but there's magic happening. So I guess maybe that's what a ritual is. Um, rituals to me seem to be more commonly used in um, in uh, faith or religion-based practices. Um, but there are there are aspects of it that are um, relevant even if you're not talking about any sort of um, deity at all. Um, I also wanted to mention, oh yeah, um, I've said before that uh, magic is affecting change outside of yourself. Um, but there are, and I mean, that's a, a pretty decent, you know, generalization in my opinion, but there are times that the change actually is within myself and it's actually magical. It's not because I put the work in psychologically. Um, for example, uh, last Halloween, I did a cord cutting ritual. Um, I'd been off and on with this guy for like 20 years. He was toxic for me. He was, you know, like he'd come around for a couple months and then he would just ghost me. And then like six months later, I would find myself right back in the same situation. He'd be coming around and I would completely fall for it every time for years so finally I did a cord cutting and half of that cord cutting was to stop him from from coming back you know but the other half of that cord cutting was for me to stop wanting him to come back like I think that a lot of it was I was magically making this guy come back for me um I wanted it so badly that I was making it happen, even though I never reached out to him first. Um, well, I mean, maybe sometimes I did, but for the most part, when he would come back, it was because he um, he reached out to me. And I think now that magically I was making that happen. So I needed him to stop reaching out to me, but I needed myself to stop allowing it and to stop making it happen in the first place. So. Um, and I did not do that with psychological work. I tried for many years to do that with psych psychological work and it didn't work. <laughs> um, I did that purely with magical work. Um, so yeah, occasionally magic is affecting change within yourself. Um, but uh, growth as a person is still growth as a person. And I don't necessarily think that that is um, magic. Some other things to... Keep in mind about fire, um, some phrases that we all know, uh, burnout, too many irons in the fire, burn bridges, fight fire with fire. Um, there's a lot of really negative idioms related to fire. Um, light a fire under someone. That sounds really terrible, actually. Uh, but yeah, um, just you know, there's a reason that those kind of sayings and, and things like that are so common. Um, and I, I think we can all figure those out. Um, all right, so uh, we're a little bit over time, but 
we made better time than I expected us to actually. And I may actually even be able to publish this episode. I've only been trying for two weeks. <sighs> anyway, um, so I, I did think about uh, an exercise that we can do. I want, I want, sorry, I have, um, I have six kittens and one of them just made a really strange sound. He was uh, growling at the, at the other kittens. So um, now, you know, six week old kittens, uh, they get really aggressive about their food. So yeah, um, our exercise, our exercise for today. Uh, I wanted to give you a couple of options for doing a spell um, and using fire. Uh, in this spell, you should cast your circle um, and you can call in all the elements or you can only call in fire. You can start with fire and then call in all the others or end with fire or whatever you want, but somehow make fire the, the focal point of casting your circle. Um, you could cast your circle regularly with or without the elements and then bring fire in, or you could cast it regularly and then uh, face the south, which represents fire. Um, or you could cast it regularly regularly and just have a whole bunch of red stuff and a whole bunch of candles in in your in your in your circle um you can think of elements as a um there's a word and i can't remember it not a deity but something sort of along those lines like it like a like a an external um not personification but something like that anyway you can think of it like that, or um, or you can just think of the energy that fire has in the universe. Um, so for your spell, uh, either carve something into a candle that represents your spell. It could be a sigil, it could be a word, it could be runes, it could be a stick figure, it doesn't matter. Uh, just carve something into a candle. You can use like a toothpick, um, knitting needle or you know a single tine on a fork whatever whatever you need to use um either either carve it into a candle or uh write your intention down on a piece of paper it doesn't have to be uh poetic it doesn't have to be an incantation anything like that just write your intention down like if we were going to use the, the work example again, I might write, Jane Smith sees my work as valuable and contributing to profits. I don't know. It's not really the kind of work I do, but um, Jane Smith sees my work as valuable and, and contributing to company profits. Um, and obviously Jane Smith is, would be a person who should see that value, by the way. Um, and uh, remember from season one that you don't wanna write down something that will happen, not that Jane will see my value, but that Jane does see my value. Because uh, if you put it out into the universe that it will happen, it will always be that it will happen and not that it is happening. Um, 
it'll just continue to be in the future. And as you move into the future, it's going to keep moving into the future with you. Um, so, uh, all right, you have um, written your intention down or carved something into a candle. Now, you can either uh, just burn it as is, or you can add herbs to it or, you know, um, uh, whatever, any kind of other witchy kind of thing. I don't know, maybe you want to prick your finger and drop some blood on it um, or add oil to it or, you know, anything like that. Um, if you anoint a candle with oil and herbs, uh, <laughs> be careful because oil and, and, and dried herbs will um, burn more than, than the candle uh, would have burned. Ask me how I know. It was, it was an adventure. Anyway, uh, now that you have all this stuff together, whatever you're going to do with it, think of your intention. Fill yourself magically with that energy from the universe. Tap into it. Fill yourself with it. Think of your intention and uh, burn your, your item. If you're burning a piece of paper, it's going to burn quickly. Your energy is going to release quickly. Um, if you're burning a candle, you will need to focus on that candle and release your energy as the candle burns. Um, it's one of those kind of uh, things that you can, um, you want to spend time focusing on that intention and the change that it, that it will affect in the world. Um, for me, that's really difficult. I usually just um, burn a piece of paper and I can say I've had very good results either with burning a piece of paper with herbs and things and stuff, whatever, and with like burning a candle. Um, it's just hard for me to maintain focus for, for that long. Um, so yeah, there you go. When the, when the paper is burned out, um, you'll need to dispose of the ashes in some way. Um, I usually would take it outside and let the wind take it, um, which is kind of a, 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 a more cool way of saying I would just dump it out the back door. Um, but, you know, in my intentions, I'm allowing the wind to take it. <laughs> and that's what matters. Um, for a candle, uh, if the candle burns all the way down to nothing and there's nothing left, then it's done. But if uh, there's a little bit of stub of wax left, or, you know, uh, sometimes you'll get like a little piece of wick left in, in a, the bottom. Um, if that's the case, then, uh, you know, you may need to do something with that, like um, allow the wind to take it or allow the water to take it. Um, and whether that means running it in the sink or flushing it down the toilet or tossing it into a, you know, um, raging river. In my opinion, it's kind of all the same thing, although flushing it down the toilet does have a much more um, angry vibe to it, to me. Um, I guess it all depends on what kind of change you're trying to affect. Anyway, 43, 44 minutes. Um, I'm, I'm going to just uh, stop now. Um, <laughs>
I hope you have a very wonderful day. I hope to speak to you next week. In fact, I hope to speak to you before that because I hope you'll join the Facebook group. Um, but till then, um, I will um, see you later. Have a really great day.